Hello, and welcome to the Caring Congregation podcast, where we seek to educate and equip pastors and congregational care ministers to develop and implement congregational care ministry. We also provide ongoing training and resources to existing care ministries. I'm Reverend Melissa Collier-Getford, and on today's episode, we have two very special guests with us, Carter and Xander Seth. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Um, thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, I'm Carter Seth. I am the co-president for CCYM uh, and a representative of the Topeka District. I am a senior and I'm excited to be here. And I am Xander and I'm Carter's brother. I am the communications director for CCYM and I also live in Linden um, and I will be a junior. So for those of us out here that are listening and are wondering, what is CCYM? Can you explain it? Uh, Yeah, we can kind of go over that. Uh, So CCYM stands for Conference Council on Youth Ministries, and it's basically made of uh, a lot of youth that kind of come together and make executive decisions uh, for events that go on throughout the Great Plains District. Um, So if... You like some examples of this would be uh, working with Toe and the youth events that go on around there. Uh, Toe being the one event and annual conference, we have some part in there where we kind of com- try and connect to youth and educate them about what we do. And uh, we also have this thing called the Youth Service Fund, where we have applications where people send in applications, and uh, depending on how uh, much money they need and what they need it for we'll maybe send money back out to them and uh, help them out and use related cases. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for, for kind of giving a rundown. So uh, TOE is the one event. We have all of the acronyms in youth ministry. So CCYM is Conference Council of Youth Ministries and TOE is the one event, which is a big youth rally that we haven't gotten to do in a couple years because of COVID. And I love that, CCYM is made up of young people who y'all are leaders in your communities, you're leaders in your youth group and in your local churches. And then you get to have a leadership um, role at the conference level in the United Methodist Church. And so y'all are making decisions for um, on behalf of young people in our conference. And so you get to kind of be this voice and advocate for um, your your peers. And so um, I, I've gotten to work with y'all for a couple years now. I mean, when I came on staff, y'all were already on CCYM. So it's been fun to get to know you. So, okay. So Xander, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life right now. Like what, what are you like gearing up for? Well, um, this Thursday we do start school. So that is one thing that is going on in my life. Um, we started cross country practice yesterday. As you know, sports get really out of hand during the school year. So yeah. we started we started cross country yesterday and it went well. Um, I'm excited for what this school year holds. Um, I'm hoping it goes by quick and easy, but I'm also hoping that I can make the best out of it. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on in my life right now. Um, recently, we Last year around this time, we did move down here to Linden. So I grew up in this town outside of Topeka called Silver Lake most of my life. And all of a sudden, we just decided to move. And it was a big change. 
but um, I'm very glad that we did it because I've made lots of new friends. I made lots of new friends. I've taken new opportunities that I probably wouldn't have done before. I've gotten out of my bubble and I'm trying to make the best out of it. So, yeah. That's good. What kind of new opportunities have you um, had since you've moved? Um, a couple new ones are just, now that I've gotten older, I guess I have a little more freedom, especially because mm-hmm. with being able to go places that I probably wouldn't have been able to go to before, like going out with friends, like obviously I was able to go out with friends before, but it's just new boundaries and new trust when you go to a new location. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah. And remind me again, what grade you're in? I am going into junior year. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit more freedom, which is allowing you to connect in a different way with new friends. And um, yeah, that's good. Carter, what about you? Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, I'm also preparing for school uh, starts Mm -hmm. Thursday. So I mean, that's a big change. Uh, I'm going to be a senior. Um, And as Xander said, we did move out here like a year ago. Uh, So it's kind of different. Uh, I've spent two years at one school and two years at another. Um, But I think that I fit in about as well as I'm going to anywhere uh, perfectly here. And so that's kind of nice. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm ready to see everyone without face masks. Uh, so one of the yeah. big changes that's going on is, uh, that our school isn't requiring them anymore. And so that I'll get to actually see people, uh, people's face besides for just the lunch hour. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, cross country that's also going on. Uh, I'm not the greatest runner, but you know, it does keep me in shape. So it's always helpful to have around. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I'm I'm just super excited for senior year. It's going to be way different. Um, I guess you could call it the first year of lasts or the last year of first. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, the last year. No, the, yeah, the, 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 hmm. How would you say that? First year of lasts, yeah. So like on Thursday will be your last first day. Yep, until college. Yeah. And then things change from there. Yeah. Do you have an idea yet about what you want to do after high school? Um, I do. I plan on going to K-State uh, okay. and majoring in something called uh, management information systems. Uh, my dad took similar classes, not the same major, but similar classes. And so I kind of know what I'm getting into. I'm not really sure what jobs are looking like at the moment, but I'm not really concerned about it. Uh I mean, I know that the major will probably fit me pretty well uh, just because I've always really been into technology and uh, I have some decent management skills in technology field. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> Good. Good. Xander, what about you? You've got a couple years before you have to really start thinking about, about that, but do you have an inkling? Um, I'm going to be honest. I really do not know my plans yet. And I think about them, but then I find a job that I think I'd like. And then I'm like, maybe that's not good for the long run. And (laughs) I don't really really know where I want to go or what I want to do yet, but I'm hoping that I'll figure that out this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Do do you find that? Go ahead, Xander. 
Okay, um, I'm hoping to stay closer to home, like maybe Emporia State or okay. somewhere close to home. That's great. I love that. I love that. So do y'all find, like, is that is that something that your peers are, like, stressed out about? Even Xander, like, you're starting your junior year and you're saying you're wanting to figure it out this year. Is that, do you feel pressure to do that? Um... I do know there's a lot of people who are stressed out about the future. Like mm-hmm. every, every single time you bring it up, they automatically just mood changes mm-hmm. and they're, they're scared and they have a right mm-hmm. to be because the world is, there's new opportunities and new things to do. But the problem is, is that so many people are scared of the question, what's next? And yeah, lots of my classmates have no idea what they want to do. Yeah. So when you say that they're afraid of what's next, do you, are you saying that they're afraid of what's next for them personally, or is this more of a broad scale type of like what's next for our society and world type of anxiety? Um, a little bit of both, honestly, like there's really? some people who are really into like the social justice and everything like that. And they think about the world first. And then there's people who think about what they want to do with their career. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which one, what, if if you had to choose on the spectrum, which, which one would you fall under Xander? Honestly, I can't choose between both because I want to be someone who can make the world a better place, but I also want to be successful myself. Hmm. Yeah. Carter, you're nodding your head. What do you think? Um, I mean, I've always like grown up believing that I could always make the world a better place. And I try and uh, spread that image uh, wherever I go. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I, I grew up in a small town, like not small as most, not as small as some people, but smaller than most. And uh, kind of getting that, I don't even know what the word for it is that like, I don't know, whatever it is, that kind of like confidence that you build when you're getting, uh, going from someplace small to someplace even smaller and still mm-hmm. being able to see like how things change. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I would rather choose to make the world a better place than uh, being uh, successful. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's cool if you remember my name, but I, I'd rather be remembered for something way more important than my name. Uh, and so, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that goes back to like, how do you define success? Right. So I feel like, I feel like there, there might be some generational differences in, in success. So what was instilled in me from the boomers, my parents is that you kind of, you hit this one trajectory, right? You find the thing, you commit to it and you climb whatever ladder is before you until you, get to the top or whatever, or your, your, your highest potential. And it has a lot to do with working hard, no matter what, do it till the job's done, just grit and bear it. Um, and you know, there's, there's some, there's some truth in having grit and there's some truth in perseverance while also like, I think what our generation is finding is like success for us is like, more of a, we're trying to find a balance, right? We're trying to like unpack some of that trauma and um, like 
have healthy boundaries. So I'm interested to hear, because Gen X raised you, right? So like, what does success look like to you in Gen Z? I think it kind of depends on uh, who you ask, because I know plenty of people who would be like, oh, I want to grow up someday and be famous. Well, I mean, for me, I'd rather just grow up and find like true happiness. So like, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I feel like that comes along with having a family and you know, being able to support them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. I know some people find joy in music and that's what makes them happy. And uh, other people, I know they're super enticed to money and that kind of stuff. So I, I guess it kind of just depends on who you ask. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Xander? Success to me is all about making progress. Like, Little by little, piece by piece, it could be big chunks, it could be small chunks. Any type of progress to me is successful in the way I think. Hmm. That's good. That's a good perspective. So I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. So this podcast is really geared toward um, like church people, right? And um, how how we can care for people better um, and, and all of that good stuff. And so I think like part of the people who are listening, they're saying, yeah, we want to care for youth, the youth, right? Students, young people. Um, we want to do that well. And And they're not quite sure where to start or like how to even go about doing that. And one way I think that like, I'm interested to hear, I'm interested to hear from your perspective as a young person advocating for young people um, and speaking on behalf of your peers. What is it that churches can do to make you feel cared for? Um, For me, I would say uh, some of the probably best experience I've had uh, is from the Topeka First Church. Um, and we've had like these riddle, little uh, random celebrations or parties or bashes, uh, just celebrating the small things. So uh, mm. a couple of days ago, we went to uh, one for back to school and there was pizza, there was games. And we really like, just no matter what, the kind of uh, youth base always gets to check in and be like, how are you actually doing? Uh, give us a high and a low and you can actually be honest there and you don't really feel pressured to do anything. Cause it's basically a couple of adults and, uh, a lot of youth. Uh, um, yeah. I also like youth group, uh, because youth groups kind of this place where you can kind of just talk about whatever. And it kind of just, everything falls along in the Bible. Uh, almost everything, not everything quite does. Uh, and for people who aren't quite, super involved in the Bible, you always have a chance to go reach out to uh, your youth uh, leader and talk to them and say, hey, this is what's up and whatever. Um, I don't know. I like I like being able to be or uh, feel enthusiastic and excited. Uh, and Jacob really does a good job of that. Jacob is our uh, youth director. Uh, mm-hmm. And he always like gives us these texts that are super exciting and whatever and you know sometimes it doesn't work out so well but like (laughs) he definitely puts effort into it and so (laughs) seeing that you put effort into it and trying to make sure that we're actually like doing good uh it's definitely helpful yeah 
Okay, and for me, um, things a church can do to make me feel cared about is just being a role model, somebody that you can look up to, somebody who makes good decisions. Um, like Carter said, being there for you is a major key factor. Like, like he used a good example. He used our youth director, Jacob, and Jacob is probably one of the most like, he's kind of like a mentor to me in some way mm-hmm. because he makes sure that like he'll text us. He'll be like, you guys come in to elevate tonight or, or like he plans ahead and he also, but he makes us, he makes us feel appreciated and cared about in some aspect. that you're enjoying today's episode. We have more resources on our website, thecaringcongregation.com. I hope that you will check it out and also consider registering for our upcoming webinar. It's February 25th and 26th. It's online. We have fresh new content, stuff you can't even get in the books. So new. And so we're excited that we will offer this webinar again, February 25th, 26th, please register on our website, thecaringcongregation.com. And now back to our episode. I mean, other things the church can do is just pray for us. We're going through some rough times like, like COVID and missing sports and school. Just we have very busy, stressful schedules. Um, I know many, 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 many of us are stressed out about school in general, but we also have school, sports, homework. We kind of just have a cycle that keeps going. And at some point it tires you out. And that's why so many teens dread for the weekend is because we're worn out. And at some point we just need to feel like we're appreciated. Hmm. That's good. Um, I got something else, I think. Uh, another thing that Topeka does really well, Topeka First does really well, um, is that like we have this pray wall in the youth room, mm-hmm. and it's like an entire blackboard, but on a wall, uh, and you get to write down whatever, and then sometimes he'll ask, "What what can I pray or how can I pray for you today?" Uh, and it really makes you think, like, what's going on, and what do you need prayed for? I mean, that's really helpful when you think that someone's actually thinking about you. And so when we were at that party last night, he's like explaining to the newer kids, uh, the seventh graders, eighth graders, whoever they are, the new people coming in. He's like, yeah, I, I spend most of my time in this room uh, and I pray over everything on this board. Um, and so just to think about that and think that someone's always praying for you, it's uh, it's a good feeling. And it really helps me feel a little bit more connected to the church. So I'm hearing prayer. I'm hearing um, like an authentic type of connection that goes beyond just Sunday morning or, or Sunday afternoon or whenever you gather, but like connection throughout the week, words of encouragement. I'm hearing listening, knowing what's going on right in your lives and actually caring about it and and making sure that you know that to me that that sounds like 
like Carter, you started off by saying like, we had this event and we did, we had, you know, food and games and da, 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 da. But really kind of what the heart of it, it sounds like is like that stuff is fun and fine, but it's not why you go. Yeah. It's to so, build um, a connection. Yeah. Um, I would agree with them. It's to build a connection and kind of just feel closer to the people around you. So even though we play games, I mean, uh, we have group chats with people for when we're playing, uh, hide and seek. We're like, we have this freedom that we're allowed to be, uh, children per se, children of God inside the church. And yet we can act, uh, you know, we can be excited, uh, and it doesn't have to be through worship and it doesn't have to be through prayer. Um, it kind of just goes through everything. So we can play hide and seek, uh, we have card games that we play. Uh, there's like this little bit of freedom connected behind it and it makes it feel like a family. That's great. That's great. So you have this opportunity as we're recording um, to to share some some of your wisdom with us old people. <laughs> um, if there's, if there's anything that you could say to, to church people, right? Like, what is it like now's your opportunity to, 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 to share what you've learned and, um, what you, what, what can we do? Like, um, what's your, what's your knowledge? What's your wisdom? Um, if you could tell us anything, what would you tell us? Um, I'm just going to go with that. Some people will probably take some, uh, time to getting used to and getting to open up. Uh, that's definitely something that I see a lot, uh, and my peers that I grew up with. Um, we're, we're probably not going to tell you what's going on the first day that we see you. Uh, it's going to take some time for us to trust you and, uh, get to know you a little bit more. And even then we might still be a bit hesitant towards that. And to the younger people, uh, Try and have fun. Uh, hmm. I mean, fun can be had in a lot of different ways. Some people enjoy reading. Some people enjoy uh, praying and doing church things. Some people enjoy having games. It, it's it's all up to you. But no matter what, your youth leader can definitely find a way to let you have fun. Hmm. Yeah, like it's not all like just about having fun. Um, to me. It's more like just feeling like you're connected in some way to Mm -hmm. the younger people, the older people, and like the middle in between. Because you see, yeah, yeah. And so you see all these things about like what the older people think, what the younger people think. And sometimes the younger people are afraid to have a voice and... Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of because they aren't as, I wouldn't say as respected, but I'd feel like they're not like most people, not most people. Some people may feel like their opinion isn't really as important because they haven't been in the church as long. And it all just kind of leads back to the connection part that I talked about, where if you have a good connection with God and you have a good connection with these people, and you all get along. Um, I feel like that works out really well, but kind of just, if there was something I could say to all the people who are like listening right now, it would just be that 
us as a younger person, we are scared to have a voice. And sometimes because we feel like we can be judged. We feel like our opinion isn't as important as some people's are. And yeah, I mean, that's basically all I really got. He brings up a good point. Um, Make sure that we know that we're allowed to actually share our thoughts. Uh, We get told a lot that we're the future of the church, but uh, a lot of the time I think that's kind of dumb because I like to think that I'm here, I'm now, and I should be part of the church now, and I should have a voice in what happens. And that's kind of why I got into all this uh, church leadership and whatnot. Um, that's why I'm That's why I'm the co-president of CCYM. Uh, just being invited and being told that, hey, you have a voice as well. Uh, it's real, really empowering, and it can definitely help you a lot. Because um, I know that if I wasn't told uh, this as much, I'd be a lot more shy, a lot more hesitant. I I probably wouldn't be on CCYM. I wouldn't have gone to any of the events or stuff like that. So being told that I have the opportunity to do all this and experience the things that I did, it's uh, really nice. Exactly. Like, we want to be the change now. Like, we can be the change for the future too, but we want to change now. Because in my personal opinions, I'm not really going to, like, share them. But in my personal opinions, the church right now is kind of just dividing itself, in my opinion. And that's really not how it should be. I feel like we should all be there for each other. I feel like we should respect each other's opinions. I feel like we should just try to get along. But yeah, I kind of like what Carter said. I agree with basically everything. I think that's so important for us to hear as older folks that you your perception of of the church is a divided perception and I, it, it's such an interesting thing that I'm hearing you say you you get y'all are like you light up when you talk about how welcomed and invited and connected you feel with your youth leader and with your youth group And then your demeanor and your voice changed completely when you started talking about some of the larger church issues. And I think that it's worth noting that like duality there, um, just as like reflecting back to y'all, like I'm hearing a both and situation where you're like, this is really beautiful and a place where we can make a difference and a place that's making a difference in my life. And also sometimes I feel like I don't fit and I don't, matter because the system for whatever reason is dividing it for many reasons is dividing itself and creating an atmosphere where young people don't feel like they can speak up. And on behalf of the church, I want to apologize for that. Um, Because I I think, I think y'all are right. And I think it's time for us to listen to y'all. I mean, uh, we grew up with our mom being the youth leader and then the pastor and then now the reverend, uh, mm-hmm. official title, I guess. I don't know if she actually wants to go by that. Um, and just being able to grow up with that and have that like kind of instilled in you and then like trying to figure out, well, what's going to happen next? Because um, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of involved in like the social issues. Uh, and you see a lot of that in the church. Um, people disagree with everything and... Uh, 
you know, you, you don't really blame them because everyone's entitled to their own opinion, opinion and everything. And I'm fine with that. Uh, but it kind of just does, uh, upset me a little bit. I mean, it would be awesome if the world got along and the church got along and everyone could talk it out over some kind of meal. Uh, but in reality, that's not always going to happen. Sounds like you've been reading the Bible or something like where it talks about like, you know, feasting together and the new heaven and new earth. Like that's literally the vision that, that Christianity casts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess my mom might've been preaching at home too. No, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I hear, I hear a lot of everything. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a good change. I mean, it's definitely weird growing up with a pastor as a mom, uh, for lots of reasons for some reasons i'm very grateful for it for some reasons i'm also uh i don't know it it just makes me think twice as much as i normally would about certain things uh especially where my voice is and where it needs to be um and so i try and make where i need to be as uh momentous as possible yeah 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 Um, everything Carter said, I was, took it right out of my mouth. So, but kind of like adding on to what he said, um, as a church, I do feel like we have divided a lot recently. I feel like it's kind of just become like a little war between each other about what these people think is right and what these people think is right. And I just feel, in my opinion, I feel like God loves everyone. And I feel like God is like everyone needs God and God is always going to be there for you. And that he, if you just trust in him, then he will make things better. That's what I believe. Hmm. So what do y'all hope for the future of the church? To get along. Um, I just hope that at some point, we can all agree on the same thing. And I understand that's kind of one-sided both ways for each other, like on each side, like they want this and we want this, but I just hope that at one point we can get along. Um, we all love the same God. We all, the same God is there for all of us. We might have different beliefs, but at some point I hope we can just get along and meet in a space where it's not, the tension isn't there. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, some of what he said. I mean, I I don't think that we'll ever reach a point where it's not going to be one head clashing against another. Um, but I do hope we can come to a place where we can kind of accept each other's ideas. Uh, we don't have to always argue about it. Um, we can kind of just, you know, live with each other the way that we were put on this earth to do. Uh, because Christianity isn't this perfect form, uh, and it never will be. Uh, Hmm. no matter how much we strive for it and try and change it, 